This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The inclusion of race-based studies is a matter of fierce debate as state Republican lawmakers are pushing legislation that limits how teachers can talk about race and what conservatives consider divisive issues. Teachers could still cover slavery, oppression, segregation, and discrimination, but in an objective manner, according to lawmakers. Students and teachers in the classrooms, however, tell a different story of a hunger and responsibility to examine the history of the U.S. and its biased depiction more closely. Cyan Agaro, a student in DeKalb County, cannot rely on her parents to teach her the fraught U.S. history of race. They immigrated from Ethiopia. She said the GOP legislation is personal for her. Agaro, who is black, said she feels people like her are being ignored and their history doesn't matter. Lily Luttrell, another high school student, also said the teaching ranks are not as diverse as the student body, and it matters. Lily, who is Asian, said she didn't see a single teacher who looked like her until she was in eighth grade, and no learning material written by an Asian author was seen until her freshman year. Both of these negatively impacted her, with the unspoken implication that she wasn't meant to be included in her own curriculum. A fifth-grade teacher in Cobb said her students have been interested in lessons about refugees and the legalization of interracial marriage. Regardless of what state lawmakers decide, she will keep teaching her students the same way, delivering facts without opinion, she said. It is their job and right to know about how other people live and how other people are, and they can't be empathetic and contribute to society if they can't understand other people's experience, she said. Next, it's been 110 years since a white mob violently drove out James B. Knuckles' family from Forsyth County. Some of his relatives migrated to Roswell and Atlanta. At least one resettled in Gwinnett. There are new efforts underway to make sure the tragedy isn't forgotten. A historical marker commemorating victims now stands vigil in downtown Cumming. Benefactors just announced they're offering $10,000 college scholarships to descendants of the exiled. A U.S. House resolution introduced by Georgia Democrats this month condemns the violence. The book Blood at the Root, a 2016 book by Patrick Phillips that investigated the Forsyth racial cleansing, continues to bring attention to the atrocity. Many descendants of the victims are still in the dark about their heritage. Elon Osby's mother was too when her family stuffed all the belongings they could fit into a wagon and left behind their 60-acre plot of land now a pristine subdivision for up-and-coming families, predominantly white. Osby said she understood why some Forsyth County leaders could be embarrassed to have their children taught about the shameful episode. But reckoning with the community's past, she said, is the first step toward healing. Moving on, the three men convicted last fall of Ahmaud Arbery's murder are now in federal court facing hate crimes charges in the case. Closing arguments in the high-profile trial are expected to begin Monday morning. The case will then go to the jury, which was seated last Monday ahead of opening statements. Marcus Arbery, Ahmad's father, said some of the evidence presented at trial was difficult to sit through. He got up and left the courtroom Friday when a GBI firearms expert pulled out the 12-gauge shotgun Travis McMichael used to kill his son. But Marcus Arbery said the hate crimes trial is important because it shows the world who these men really are. And finally, the Republican-led push to carve a new city out of Buckhead had seven figures in the bank and political momentum in its favor. Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, whose strained ties with state leaders helped fuel the cityhood movement, was on her way out. 
Republicans, meanwhile, were eager to capitalize on crime-fighting as a red-meat conservative issue, so even those who were far from crime in the capital city jumped on the pro-secession movement. Instead, the Buckhead cityhood push was effectively buried, at least for this year, in back-to-back pronouncements from two powerful Republican leaders who each refused to support an unprecedented attempt to split Atlanta into two municipalities. The Buckhead City Committee, led by an experienced fundraiser named Bill White, had amassed almost $2 million, money that helped finance a team of lobbyists, media specialists, and event organizers to give the effort legitimate political clout. White, who moved to Buckhead from New York less than four years ago, had made a career off fundraising for political and social causes by cultivating relationships with power brokers. Though he and his allies vowed to fight on, the movement's future remains in limbo. Spoken Layer